on episode 451 of Nintendo Switchcraft. Favorite Nintendo Christmas presents ever. Plus, of course, Nintendo news. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. This is Lloyd Hannison from beautiful Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, and you're listening to the Nintendo Switchcraft podcast. Welcome back to Nintendo Switchcraft, your source for all the Nintendo news that you need. You can find us recording live over at twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, you, this episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Rascal. You can you can easily support us making more content like this for as little as a dollar. And as a bonus, you get all of the episodes of all of my shows 100% ad-free, so no ads in them at all. Well, except for, like, you get a like that stuff Like game. that stuff is in there, but the actual ads where I make money, like, all ad is taken out. So uh, if you are interested in that, then make sure that you head on over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp, and you get a special RSS feed that is only for patrons that has none of the ads. All right. Uh, thank you for being cool about me not having an episode on Wednesday. I posted an, an ep- a Nintendo-related episode of 143 Pixels. I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, maybe you were driving and you had to have something to keep you entertained while you were driving, and I hope that that helped. Um, but uh, 143 Pixels, if you are interested in that show, if, if you heard that one and you were like, oh, man, I got to check out the rest of those, then make sure that you go to anchor.fm slash 143. That's the numbers, 143. All right, let's get started. It is December 27th, uh, a couple of days after Christmas, and I'm sure that a bunch of us have all been having a blast, hanging out with our families and opening opening up gifts or watching other people open up gifts. And I wanted to talk about some of the things that I received this year that are Nintendo-related. Uh, and I also wanted to talk about some of the things that I've received in the past that are Nintendo related and things that that I, I have fond memories of uh, from back in the day. So uh, let's let's get started. Um, one of the things that I unwrapped this year is this awesome coffee mug. It's got Mario on it. I have not poured a hot liquid in it yet, but I am going to. Uh, I recently started drinking uh, like English tea. And uh, because it has caffeine in it, which is nice. But um, I've really been enjoying that in the mornings. And I haven't made one in a couple days, but uh, this is a, a cool little mug that uh, that I got for Christmas. And uh, I can't wait to see what it does when I pour some hot liquid in it because it's one of those color change mugs. Uh, helpful hint out there for those of you that have things like this, do not put these in the in the dishwasher. The dishwasher will ruin them, as we have found out through uh, other um other mugs that we've gotten in the past and if you're just listening to the the episode and you're like well, I can't see the mug that he's talking about well I guess that you know you'll just have to watch the the video version this time I'm sorry I also got this cool little light I don't have a battery in it yet because I don't think that we have any batteries but it's uh it's a Super Mario light and it has a uh, uh a, a um a toadstool I I mean, it, it's it's got the the 
the big mushroom. There we go. I could not, I could not figure out what it was called. It's got the super mushroom that turns uh, Mario into, you know, Super Mario, and it looks really cool. And it's going to go on the shelf behind. Actually, when I started the show, it was on the shelf behind me, but I, I reached over and, and grabbed it so that I could show it off because it's really cool. But it'll end up on the shelf behind me. Uh, my family knows that I have this shelf and that I love decorating it and putting stuff on there. And then this is actually pretty cool. Um, this is essentially a Magic 8-Ball. And um, if you're old, like me, you probably had a Magic 8-Ball when you were a kid, which was a ball, looked like a, an 8-Ball, like a pool table 8-Ball. And on the bottom, there is a little window. And it's filled with a liquid. And there's a little... Um, well, it's got three sides on it, so I'm 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 not sure how many sides are. Uh, I'm not sure what this is. I think it's like a little. Uh, it's probably a pyramid with a double pyramid. You know, like it's a a double pyramid, like a doubly terminated pyramid, um, and it's got like writing on it. And so you shake it up and you ask it a question. Uh, will this episode be under 30 minutes? That's what I'm going to ask it. And it says, oh yeah, it will. A according to the Magic 8-Ball, oh yeah, it will be less than 30 minutes. And if you're watching the show live, we have these things called shiny things that you accrue uh, by hanging out here. And uh, if you hit the, the shiny things button, you can ask the magic question block a question although not in the middle of the show i'll do i'll take care of that after the show anyway um those are the things that i got this year and then i was thinking about what are some of my favorite nintendo christmas gifts that i've ever received and i i don't still well i i still have one of them uh and i'm trying to get my head out of the way and you can see it right here it is my nintendo entertainment system I remember unwrapping that and I was just blown away and uh, I had so much fun with that thing. Um, my, my, I, you know, my parents were divorced, so I went back and forth between their houses and stuff. And every weekend when I went to my dad's house, I also brought, I like, I would unhook my Nintendo entertainment system and bring it with me. And we would play me and my, my brothers and I would play it there too. And then my brothers ended up getting one as well. So then we would just cart our games, or I would cart my games back and forth. They were my stepbrothers, uh, and so I would we would cart our I, I would cart my games back and forth between my mother's house and my dad's house, and we would just I had so much fun with my brothers playing Nintendo Entertainment System, and it really is one of the things that started me down the road to where I am now. Um, another gift that I really really loved getting it was a Christmas gift that I got. It was the Super Scope 6. Now, I don't still have that. I ended up trading it in, I think, uh, in order to buy something eventually. I can't remember what it was. Um, but the Super Scope 6 was really, really cool. If you don't know what that is, it's probably because you're not an old, old man like me. But the Super Scope 6 was essentially like the upgraded version of the NES Blaster. And so let me Super Scope 6. I'm going to bring it up on screen for people who have never seen one because I'm sure that people are, uh, you know, curious about this. And if I can bring up the view image, here we go. All right, where's the screen? 
Uh, so the Super Scope 6, they, they found like the smallest image I could find possibly. But basically, uh, you would put the game into your Super Nintendo and then you had this bazooka, <laughs> like an actual bazooka that you would sit on your shoulder and you would look through like this little uh, eyepiece and you would shoot at the screen. And one of my favorite games on the Super Scope 6 was the, there was like this weird Tetris style game where basically the way that you played the game, it was like Tetris, but tipped on its side. And you wanted to um, move these pieces down and you would shoot them in order to make them fit into the right spot. Like they were made out of glass or something. I, I, I haven't played it in obviously decades, but I still have very fond memories of playing the Super Scope 6. And I remember being extremely excited when I unwrapped that thing, I was like, oh my God. And I got to say at the time, I probably don't, I don't even really think that I knew about the Super Scope when it came out. Cause this was back in the day when you just didn't know about all of the stuff that was coming. Nintendo didn't tell people like they didn't put out press releases and stuff like that. That wasn't until um, Nintendo didn't catch on about hyping things up until well into the life of the Super Nintendo. And so when I unwrapped the Super Scope 6, I remember looking at it and being like, what is this thing? But it was so, so fun. And I do wish that I still had one. Although it would, they're, they're kind of big and clunky and I, you know, I wouldn't really fit on the shelf back there very well. I might want to, I don't know, maybe I'll buy another couple of, um, if, for those of you who are, are watching over on the wall here, I've got a bunch of uh, video game controllers on the wall using guitar hooks. Maybe I'd buy some extra guitar hooks and put it on a wall someplace else uh, in this room. But the Super Scope 6 was one of my favorite uh, Christmas gifts that are Nintendo-related that I ever received when I was a kid. And here's my question to you all. What are your favorite Nintendo gifts that you've received throughout your life uh, for for like holidays, maybe for birthdays too. I'm just curious. So uh, let me know. You can tweet at me at runjumpstomp on Twitter, or you can get a hold of me through email, uh, runjumpstomp at gmail.com, and I may even read it on the show. All right, let's talk about Nintendo news. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about, actually. And uh, you know what? Before we get there, I'm going to do a quick ad for the people who are not patrons and. Uh, uh, you know, they'll they'll hear about our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Nintendo sold a lot of consoles this week. Stick around. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's review the numbers. 
Sega Genesis is 16 bits. 3DO is 32 bits. The Atari Jaguar is 64 bits. Which is more advanced? Clifford! All right, we're back, and uh, I love those old ads. Uh, Clifford ads. Anyway, uh, we've got this from VGCharts.com, and uh, they are talking about uh, Nintendo's sales. How many, how many switches, how many Switch consoles? I hate, I hate the, the pluralizing of Switch is really weird. Uh, but um, Nintendo sold many consoles, and it says right here, the Nintendo Switch was the best-selling console worldwide, with. 1,500,000 consoles sold for the week ending in December 21st. That's one week. They sold 1.5 million consoles in one week. Uh, the Switch is like the absolute best. Like this thing is just, what a juggernaut it is right now. And it is on track to, I think that I think the Switch has a very good possibility of becoming the best-selling console of all time. It's got a lot of work to do to get there. I know that right now the PS2 is it the PS2 or, or did the PS4 overtake it? I think the PlayStation 2 is the uh, best uh, console uh, as far as the number of systems sold of all time. It's been a while and it's been a crazy week, so I'm you know I don't remember off the top of my head, but. Uh, I think eventually the Switch is going to overtake it. There's going to be, like, people are going to have multiples in the house, especially now that they've got the Switch Lite out there. Hell, we've got three in our house. All right. Uh, so the PlayStation 4 was the second best-selling console uh, that week with 667,000 uh, consoles sold. That is, I mean, that's um, almost, that's a little more than a third of what the Switch sold. And then, of course, the Xbox One sold half what the PS4 sold. And the thing that boggles my mind here, like really boggles my mind, is that the 3DS, still holding on, sold 17,000 units. If you round it up, 18,000 units. (laughs) Then the PS Vita, the PS Vita, you heard it right, folks. The PS Vita sold 36 units. 36. I mean, when you get down to a number that low, why even count it? That just, that is just really, really weird. So those are, um, the global hardware estimates followed by lifetime sales. So, so far the switch has sold 48 million, uh, units. And in, in this last week, they sold 1.5 million units. That means they're going to hit the 50 million mark very, very quickly. Uh, the PS4 uh, sold 105,000. Uh, I'm sorry, 105 million units so far, and I in 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 just two and a half years, the Switch has done half of what the PS4 has done since it came out. And I think that that is very, very impressive. I think the Switch is going to eventually eclipse the PS4, especially because the PS4 numbers are going to start to die down. They're not going to sell as much very soon because a lot of people are going to look at the PS4 and they're going to say, well, the PS5 is right around the corner. We're going to get that next holiday season, so I don't really want to invest. Although, right now, PS4s are pretty cheap, and that's a really, really good thing. Uh, and then the lifetime sales of the Xbox One is 45 million. So the Switch is now has outsold 
the Xbox One uh, completely. Uh, Darren Pogan chat says the gap between Switch and other consoles is already large. Going to be interesting how Switch competes once the next gens are released. And that's a really good point. And I've talked about it on the show before. It's difficult for developers to port their games to the Nintendo Switch when they've made, like they, they made these games with the other systems in mind, right? And then when they port to the Switch, it's a lot of work in order to get their games to run. And if they don't do a good job, people are super critical, as they should be. Uh, but people are super critical when it's a rushed port and it just doesn't live up to what it should. And that's because the Switch is much less powerful than the other hardware. And because it's much less powerful than the other hardware, when we get the new hardware holiday next year, I worry that we will suddenly start to see less and less ports of games from other platforms come to the Switch because it's just too costly and... um time intensive to bring those games to the switch because they're made with certain specs in mind and the switch just can't they just cannot deliver a good enough experience with those same games now that being said the switch has 50 roughly 50 million units in the wild that's enough for developers to target it that's enough to convince developers that you know what we should um, we should make sure that we get games out on the Nintendo Switch because there's a lot of uh, potential customers that we're ignoring. So what I wonder if will here's what I wonder would happen. I wonder if developers will some developers will start making games that are focused on the Switch first because they know it'll run it. And then they can port it to the other systems that are more powerful and run it even better rather than having to do it in the reverse. And yes, without a doubt, the Xbox One and PS4 offer a better visual experience than the Nintendo Switch does. However, the Nintendo Switch is ridiculously convenient because it's portable. And at a certain point, you get to a certain... You you always end up at a certain point, or at least for me, where the graphics are good enough that I don't really care if they're not the best. I know that I might be the odd man out around here, but I don't think so. I think that it's actually more people are probably happy with how the graphics are on the Switch because when do you run them next to each other? So... Nintendo has never really been in this arms race for, well, I mean, they were back in the 16-bit days, but after that, they were never really in this arms race to be the most powerful console. And I think that that's a good thing. So while the gap between the Switch, the the tech gap between the Switch and the other systems is going to get broader, I think Nintendo is going to be just fine. Now, there might be other people who disagree with me and they say, hey, guess what? Nintendo might bring out the Switch Pro. I mean, listen, the Wall Street Journal has talked about this many times. They've they've 
continually said, we have information that says that there's going to be new Switch uh, consoles that are coming. The Switch Lite, they called it, and it came. They also said that there was a Switch Pro coming, which never materialized. A lot of people, myself included, um, where's my Switch? Here it is. A lot of people, myself included, uh, assumed that the Switch Pro that they were talking about was the new one, the model um, HAC001 and then parentheses dash zero one close parentheses. That that's the new model of the Switch that has the improved battery life because it has a new chipset in it. A lot of people, myself included, said, "Okay, that's probably the Pro model." That they were talking about it's not actually a more powerful pro model it's just a more energy efficient chip however next year in order to make sure that the arms race between nintendo and sony and microsoft doesn't get out of control is it possible that nintendo launches a switch pro model in order to go along with that and does that switch pro model um, also bring with it the, um, you know, um, Breath of the Wild 2? I don't know. Uh, it's a very interesting idea, and uh, I'm curious as to what it's going to be called. Um, so, hey there, Magic Cube. Are we going to get a Switch Pro next year? And it says, as I see it, tough luck. So, uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but, uh, you know, these hardware numbers that we just... Anytime people worry about this big uh, tech gap, uh, I have to point out that the Switch has sold tons and tons and tons of systems, and those developers are going to say, well, that's just too many, that's too many customers to ignore. All right, speaking of too many customers, that's a terrible, this is a very, very bad segue, but that's all right. Uh, Macronix, sorry if I said that wrong, uh, they are going to start shipments of 3D NAND, N-A-N-D, in 2020. And one of the reasons why I'm talking about this, because I, I don't often talk about stories that come from Anantech on this show, uh, but apparently the, these, uh, these flash storage is going to be used or might be used in 64 gigabyte cards for the Nintendo Switch. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the cards that you get when you when you buy a game, a physical cartridge on uh, the Nintendo Switch. Like here, I'm holding up uh, my copy of Pokemon Sword, which I got for Christmas. Uh, thank you, Santa. But uh, I got Pokemon Sword for Christmas, and uh, it comes with a cartridge, which is in my Switch right now. Uh, I really can't say much about that game yet because I haven't played too much, but... So far, I'm inter- I'm impressed by the visuals. Um, but Pokemon Sword, you know, it comes with a cartridge, right? And we have seen issues over and over and over again where developers will ship a game on a very small card or cartridge, and then you have to download a bunch of stuff afterwards. And we have, you know, we, of course, are irritated by that over and over again. Um, you know, you look at The Witcher and they had a 32 gigabyte card and that was able to hold all of The Witcher um, with all of the DLC. And it was very, very impressive. But when you talk about, you know, other games, 
they spend as the reason I'm not super excited for this 64 bit card is because time and time again, the developers or publishers rather have shown us that they are willing to spend as little as they possibly can in order to save money. So sure. Are there going to be 64 bit cartridges uh, available? I'm sorry, 64 gigabyte cartridges available for the Nintendo switch this year i think probably however most developers and publishers probably are not going to take advantage of it so it's not going to actually solve the problem because if they buy a 64 gigabyte uh cartridge then that's going to eat into their profits why should they do that when they could just as easily spend less money on the cartridge and make you download the stuff and um I don't know that I can find a compelling reason for the developers and publishers other than it's the right thing to do, but they're a corporation. They don't care about what the right thing to do is. They care about what's going to make us the most money. So, yeah, it's exciting that uh, these 64 gigabyte cards exist and that we're going to have these as a possibility to, to have physical sales for the Switch, but... I think it's going to be very few and far between as far as who is going to use it. And I think that's probably probably the the, the lamest thing anywhere. Anyway, uh, Pat in chat says, maybe the 64 uh, gigabyte cards mean the 32 gigabytes will be cheaper for the developers. Uh, that, that's actually not a bad idea. I mean, listen, listen, that's a great point. You know, as more expensive things come out, the old stuff tends to get cheaper. You know, if if you go to the Apple store and you go to buy uh, the new phone, you know, they have last year's model cheaper than it was when it came out the year before. I don't know if that's the way it's going, going to work in, uh, you know, in like this pipe, this um, shipping pipeline of putting games together. I don't know if that's the way it works, but it would be kind of cool uh, Darren Pogan chat says physical games is going away. The idea is far. This idea is five years too late. I get what you're saying. And while I do think that eventually physical games will go away, I think that we're still a ways off from that happening. I think that there's still going to be um, a lot of people who are getting their games as only physical. And I'm not one of them. Um, I got this Pokemon Sword. I would rather have gotten it digitally. It's more convenient for me. That being said, it's also fun to unwrap stuff under the tree. You know what I mean? So when we talk about our favorite Christmas gifts, uh, it's not as fun. Look, I got gift cards for, for Christmas, and it's awesome because I get to get exactly what I want, you know? It's not as fun to unwrap, and it's not as fun for the person who gives it to you to watch you unwrap it because, yeah, I get to get exactly what I want, and it's awesome, but they're like, all right, here's the gift cards that you want. You know what I mean? Uh, So it's fun to watch somebody unwrap a present, a physical present, and uh, Vaxxer in chat is saying, I like physical games. And he says, just pack it, pack the the gift card in a big box. That's true. Uh, Anyway, I I do agree that digital games is the way of the future. And it's going to come whether we want it to or not. 
and I, I for one, welcome it, but I know that there's a lot of people out there who don't, so just keep that in mind. All right, listen, I hope that you all have been saving your money, and I'm not going to talk about this for very long, but uh, according to Polygon, the Nintendo PlayStation prototype is going up for auction. This is going to be, this is going to go for millions of dollars, I'm sure. This is, for those of you who don't know, Back in the days of the Super Nintendo, uh, as the um, as the the CD disc, this uh, the the compact disc uh, as a format started to take shape, uh, Nintendo partnered with Sony. Uh, Sony made the Nintendo PlayStation, uh, which used Super Nintendo controllers, and uh, you would put a disc in and you would play discs on a or you would play games on a CD-ROM rather than on a cartridge. Now, Nintendo at the last moment pulled the rug out from under Sony and they said we're going to partner with Philips instead and they ended up bringing out the CDI, which was an absolute disaster. It was a huge mistake because what that ended up doing is Sony then had they've done all this research on how to do it so then they went to Sega and they said Sega do you want to do work with us and Sega said no we don't we're going to do our own thing thanks so eventually Sony just said well screw you guys we're just going to make our own system we'll call it the PlayStation and um we'll take over the world and that's pretty much what they did uh but this is a very interesting piece of Nintendo history and it's so, so cool that, that, that it's out there. It's the Nintendo uh, PlayStation. And, I mean, it's just so crazy. Look, they, it even has the ABXY on the, on the controller. I'm very, like, if you, if you look on the video, you can see all of my stuff behind me. There's no way I will ever get one of these. But, God, it would be amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they already turned down 1.2 million from an offer for somebody in Norway. So uh, this is going to go for a ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous price. And I just wanted to let people know about it because it's interesting. I find it interesting anyway. Um, anyway, that's it for today's show. I'm a little rambly today. Uh, the the Magic 8-Ball or the, the Magic Question Block said I would get it done in under uh, 30 minutes, and I think that I'm getting really, really close. So uh, let's wrap things up, and I just closed my show notes. Uh, but that's it. That's it for today. I'm not going to do the regular outro because I closed my show notes, and I don't remember what I usually say. I will say this. The music that you're he- hearing right now is Cornarius Star Fox Remix by Note Block. It's a great song. Make sure that you check it out. Don't forget to stop by runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. I'll see you guys around. Bye-bye.